1: You're listening to Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Jonathan Von Tobel. I know he's getting excited for the NBA season, but we've got his NFL picks. He's been very good this year, and a two and one week and two and one, with a just miss of going three and zero with the Baltimore Ravens. Another blown lead uh, for them. Seattle plus the three hit wins outright. Philadelphia minus the five, they win. Uh, against Dallas on Sunday night. And the Baltimore Ravens, this is from Max in production slash research. Not the entire season, but of the Baltimore Ravens' three losses, they have trailed by a total of four minutes yeah. in all three of those games, so not to not to open up the scab anymore, J uh, JVT, but still nice job, uh, uh, two and one with a near miss on a three and zero.
0: Oh. Yeah, right, a twenty to ten lead late into that game, pretty or into that fourth quarter, and you give a fourteen late points. And you know, here's the thing, Jimmy, it's like it's for me, right? It stinks because they don't cover for them. I mean, you should at least win that game. Like that's the thing. Like that, the bare minimum from that game against the Giants. When you oh nearly double them up, actually, no, they did double them up in, in yards pretty much, 406 to 238. How about seven yards per play to 3.8 for the New York Giants? They averaged on the ground per carry, I think it was, yeah, 8.8 yards per carry. They They completely annihilated the New York Giants statistically. But they lose that game outright. They they have these issues with the bone leads that play with Lamar Jackson. Again, you don't need to cover. But when you're up by three and Lamar Jackson decides to, for some reason, force a ball downfield on a broken play, there's no reason to do things like that. And they lose that game outright. So a tough one to swallow. Uh, but you'll see that uh, the theme of going against the Giants, because they think they might be a tad bit lucky through these first few games. So it might be consistent this week.
1: Oh, no, no, just a smooth sailing with this 5-1. I mean, there is no doubt about it. Uh, I think, uh, and listen, when things happen in New York, it is the number one media market. We're both in the business. We are market-driven, okay? They're always overrated. They're always inflated. Sorry to dampen the, the, dampen the but this team is not a 5-1 team. I'm sorry. And uh, they, look, Dave done, Bowles done an excellent job. I mean, he's in the top three uh, as far as coach of the year. I mean, he's basically taken – there's not a whole lot of new pieces, uh, you know, that they have right there. It's the same quarterback that he's making serviceable, actually even playing pretty good. So, hey, give him all the credit in the world, but a little bit of smoke and mirrors uh, with this 5-1 and one, uh, at this point. Let's – perfect segue talk in, go into your first pick and you are looking maybe to uh, take advantage of maybe the inflated uh, point spread value on the New York Giants now the Jaguars have had their late uh, game failures as well mm-hmm. as of late with a couple of close losses at home to Houston, and then they gave up a lead on the road to Indianapolis. Jags are minus three at home here against the Giants.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take my shot. You know, I think that last weekend it was one of those where I had the right idea, but the result was incorrect with the Baltimore Ravens. 20 to 10 lead in that fourth quarter, as I mentioned, uh, you're completely outgaining them yards per play, overall yards, and yet the mistakes are really what shoot you in the foot, and you don't get it done. Uh, I'm going to go back to that well here, Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, to give them some credit. And look, they went through that two-game stretch where they were terrible. And, And by the way, that was Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence was atrocious. He committed seven turnovers over the course of two games. Didn't really go well for him. But when he's holding on to the ball, this team has been relatively solid. They are Right now, I think they have the, I'll do some quick math, the seventh best EPA per play metric in the National Football League defensively. Uh, this Jacksonville Jaguars team, and they're 11th in offensive EPA per play. This team has done very well for where they're at right now. And when you're talking about the New York Giants, a team that I think from a market standpoint is a little overvalued and a team that has all the indicators in the world that they're skating on thin ice with some of these results, Uh, I feel pretty comfortable here again taking my shot in lane three with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're a well-coached team. They're very undervalued in terms of what they bring to the table defensively. And the Giants continue to slip down the standings in metrics in terms of their own defensive play. Uh, I'm going to play the Jags here, and I'm going to take my crack one more time, Jimmy, that the the Giants are due for a fallback down to earth because it looked like they were in the fourth quarter. Ultimately, though, they pulled that one out.
1: Yards-per-play offense, the Giants are number 22 yep. out of 32 teams. Yards-per-play defense, they are number 23, as you just alluded to uh, right there. Being in 20s doesn't equate into a well, 5 and one team.
0: No. So, <laughs> well, how about their their point <laughs> differential, too? I think right now they're just barely plus 14, despite being four games over, 500. You know, that is that is not great when it comes to what this team has been able to do. So like, kudos for them. And look, I have over their win total of seven. I'm loving the, the fact that they're still in these games uh, at a ridiculous pace. Um, so hopefully they can at least get to seven here for over the course of the rest of the season. Uh, but I, I think it was the same thing with the Cowboys last week. That one came home. I think it's pretty clear if you look at the statistical profile of this Giants team. Uh, they are on a house of cards just waiting to collapse here. And I'm hoping that, that collapses this weekend with Jacksonville
1: and just on the flip side Jacksonville top 10 number 9 in yards per play defense and number 11 in yards per play offense yep so i mean this is it's uh i mean usually these things kind of uh you know kind of even out as far as the the breaks the luck uh, of the game and sort of the, the big plays. But uh, the metrics are all toward the Jaguars here uh, at uh, home. And so wait for these Giants to have a little bit of a, a hangover effect as well. I know their coach seems to get emotionally excited at the end yeah. of these games. But hey, give him all the credit. He is taking his team and fun. And you know what? There's something about a coach who instills in a team, teams finding ways to win. But, hey, I'm with you. I'll, uh, I'll uh, fade them at this and point. And if I could uh, add too, Jimmy, like I think yes, sure. uh,
0: when it comes to this number, right, the fact that it's just sitting at minus three at Bett Rivers gives you an idea. You know, if there was support for the New York Giants, that three would be gone relatively quickly. But the fact that that's still a full three uh, gives me some confidence here that the market is kind of in line with me. Because usually the market will snatch up full threes and you'll sit on two and a half if there is a lean toward the underdog side. That hasn't been the case so far.
1: Very good. All right, uh, let's get to your next one. Now, here we get to the the buys and teams coming off of buys. Both of these teams had buys last week. Interested to know uh your thoughts there. Um it it's you know the schedule it lends itself to teams getting a few players uh, back healthy, kind of resetting, uh, you know, refreshing your batteries a little bit. But both the Texans and the Raiders came off a bot. Vegas at home is a seven-point favorite over the Houston Texans.
0: Yeah, and uh, just the other day, big blow for the Raiders. They lost their second-best defensive player. Corner Nate Hobbs hit IR. Uh, that's a pretty big blow for Vegas. And it doesn't seem uh, like anything's going to happen discipline-wise with Devontae Adams, at least now, uh, that is going to cause him to miss games. So that's a positive for Las Vegas. But I, I think when you look at the Raiders, Jimmy, one of the things that have stuck out to me over the last couple of weeks is how bad their defense has been, especially that secondary. We saw in that second half against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, where they scored, and I think it was it included a couple of first-half drives too, but where the Chiefs go down, they score on five straight drives. Four of those were touchdown drives. This secondary has slowly been falling down the standings in terms of metrics. Right now, they come into this game the sixth, the worst defense in the NFL in terms of EPA per play. And their passing defense, the second worst in the NFL, behind only the Detroit Lions. So while we're making a lot of the failings of this offense, which has kind of been the case, right? You know, they got shut out in the third quarter of that Chiefs game. They've been very disjointed. It is this defense outside of Max Crosby which has really failed the the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. And I don't think you're going to be able to – and not that they're a powerhouse, but when you're that bad defensively, you're going to keep a team like the Texans into this. The Texans are a really solid team. I think they have gotten a 3-1-1 against the spread on the season so far. They have been this plucky team that we kind of expected. Got some decent talent along the edges as well that they're going to be able to get pressure on Derek Carr I just think this Raiders team, it's pretty clear they came into the season a little overvalued by the betting market. And now you're telling me it's a full seven against them, too, with their second best player out. I think that that is a sign here to buy their second best defensive player. I'll specify. I think that's a sign to buy in on the underdog here, even on the road.
1: All right, uh, so the Texans uh, plus a 7 against Las Vegas where JVT is located. All right, the unders, uh, it hit again on Monday night Went going into that game 60% uh, on the season, but it was a divisional under as well. Uh, Now 22-10, 68.75%. We'll round it out to 69%, so that really has boosted these unders uh, this week. But both these teams were divisional unders Seattle and Arizona went way under in that NFC West matchup. And the AFC West matchup, boy, hit the brakes in the second half in overtime uh, with the Chargers in Denver going under. That's right. uh, This just in Denver going under again. Now they break away. Old divisional rivalries back in the old AFC West when Seattle was in the AFC. Seattle and the Chargers back in uh, Los Angeles, the fifty uh fifty-one is the total, JVT. You're looking at the total.
0: Yeah, what year was that by the way? I don't remember that. Now, Seahawks, Chargers, old division rivals. That was a little before my time. Uh <laughs> no, so look, I was actually I was really tempted by the Seahawks here. You know, as we know, I backed them last week against the Cardinals. Uh, but the fact that it was six and a half, I'm gonna see if the market gets to seven and grab it. But here's my thing. I, I think you know, a lot of people circled that Cardinal Seahawks game as a high-scoring affair. You mentioned it, and the total is like 51, uh, but they're division rivals. There's some familiarity there. Thus, it gets a little bit more of a grinder, and we get the final score that we do. Uh, these two teams not so familiar with one another, and I think both do things that they can you know, exacerbate the issues that both teams have defensively. Uh, the Chargers come into this game as one of the worst run defenses yet again in the National Football League, fifth worst uh, by EPA metrics, and Kenneth Walker has been awesome for the Seattle Seahawks. So This running attack yeah. has been very effective. Uh, it has been a big reason why Geno Smith has worked so well. He works off of that play action, uh, and he's been great in his own right. And this secondary, bottom five by PFF standards, the Chargers that is, in terms of coverage. So I think that the Seahawks are going to be able to score their points. And the flip side, uh, we know how bad this Seahawks defense is overall. The third worst team in the league in terms of EPA, passing-wise, this is, I think, the fourth worst secondary in the National Football League by many metrics. I would believe that this uh, Herbert-led offense is going to look much better against Seattle uh, as opposed to what we saw on Monday night where he was just throwing it right at the line of scrimmage and hoping that his running backs were going to bail him out or whatever. It looked really bad and really disjointed. And here's the other thing. I don't think that the Seahawks, Jimmy, have the edge rushers to kind of bother Justin Herbert like the the Broncos do. The Broncos really got back there. They were pressuring them. They were mucking everything up. I don't think that's the case for Seattle. So I think this lends itself to be a higher scoring game. So 51, I will take the over.
1: Fifty-one uh, is the over, yeah. Jvt, I think uh, you know there was once a day where the Atlanta Falcons, and New Orleans Saints were in the NFC West. Okay, so maybe <laughs> the Big Ten, maybe the Big Ten was, uh, you know, inspired by the old uh, alignments of the uh, divisionals, uh, the, the NFC divisions uh, back in the day. So um, one thing uh, to say, what you did an excellent job last week, Jvt, and we should uh, relate to our our Bet Rivers uh, players, and that is. You got in at some good times. And these, as we're doing this yep. broadcast, we're not citing, hey, one of my favorites. Oh, I had this, you know, a week ago. <laughs> I had this, you know, a day ago. No, give us what we can bet on now. That's what we're here for. But last week, you had Phil, um, Philly minus five. It went up to six and a half. You know, at uh, so Seattle plus three. That went down off a key number of three, down to two or two and a half. A lot of places. Baltimore stayed the same at, at four and a half. So the Texans plus seven, uh, Jags minus three, and Seattle Chargers over fifty one may be ones that you may. Uh, do you do you sense that these lines will move the direction where you you you're buying at the, uh, the the best time as well?
0: I, I think I would feel pretty confident that that Texans game will come off of that seven. Uh, I would think that's probably the case given that you know a lot of sharps and betters do like to grab seven full points. Um, fifty one's like a key. It's becoming a little bit more of a keyish total uh, in the National Football League. So that's one. I, I'm I, if it does move off fifty one, uh, hopefully, obviously it goes to fifty one and a half. You have a pretty good number, but that's what the indicator would be there. And, and as far as Jacksonville goes, I'm pretty confident in saying that's probably going to float around three with some altered juice throughout the week. But I'm pretty confident that's not going to come off of that three. I don't know if there's really anybody out there running to back the Giants at plus three, given what we know about them statistically.
1: Well, I, I'm a big believer in the. uh uh, the uh, recency buys fade, yeah. and especially standalone games. So that was my main um, my main motive for taking Denver, uh, plus the points uh, against the Chargers. They looked so bad on Thursday night, a standalone game in their previous game against uh, the Colts. But, hey, it was some sharp money that came in because most people were on. Over 70% of the tickets at Bent Rivers were on uh, the Chargers, minus the points. So I'm a little bit concerned that that total may come down just a little bit because yeah. that's what people saw last as far as that Monday night game and another uh, another under. And not even an under by a lot, too. And, when, and, and that thing's going to finish in overtime. Thank God for my survivor pool, I had the Chargers in the
0: muff punt because <laughs> –
1: I don't know how either team was going to score in overtime.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine? I think so. It's, it was that game. Uh, and then can you imagine being on the, the Broncos money line and like, let's say, the Bears money line uh, this week, both losing those on muff punts? It'd be brutal. Hey,
1: hey! There's some a missed field goal here and there, uh, late in the games. uh, A missed tackle in the Saints' secondary, allowing the cover when they were field goal conscious. A little bit of everything. All right, JVT, another winning week. Last week, again with Philly, Seattle, and Baltimore this week. Texans plus seven, Jags minus three, and the over fifty-one in Seattle in the Chargers. Good luck, JVT. Great stuff as always for Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm Jimmy Otto, the Sports Bidders Paradise on the Matt Rivers Network.